hello, I'm Ajitak and you're listening to Tall Stories on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist, the show all about the cities we live in. We head today to a now vacant regional hub for the leftist leaders who comprised the Union of South American Nations in Quito. To recount the building's downfall and to look ahead at what the Ecuadorian president has planned for the site in the future, we heard from Monocle's Latin American affairs correspondent, Lucinda Elliott. High in the Andean foothills, on the outskirts of Quito, a futuristic building rises up from the middle of the world city complex. Designed in 2014 by Ecuadorian architect Diego Guayasamin, his glass structure, moments away from the equator, is characterised by a 56-metre cantilever that soars dramatically over a series of shallow pools at a 45-degree angle. Smooth concrete steel and a generous use of glass reflect the mist and clouds. At its entrance, you're nearly 3,000 metres above sea level. The building was commissioned as the headquarters for the then newly founded Union of South American Nations, or UNASUR, a regional body set up in 2008 and perhaps the most ambitious attempt at political integration in Latin America. This suspended structure, with a vast basement to host conferences, was meant to showcase the confidence of the project's left-leaning founders and convey a message to the world, from the middle line of the world, of social and political transparency. UNASUR was born as a Brazil-led project. Its aim was to create a South American alternative to the US-dominated Organization of American States, which most LATAM nations have been members of since the late 1940s. For Brazil, it was also to isolate Mexico from its southern zone of influence and eventually bring the foreign policy of the now late Hugo Chavez's Venezuela in sync with Brasilia's goals. Less than two years on from the main office's inauguration in Ecuador, the pact entirely collapsed. Six of the 12 nations who'd signed up, Argentina, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Paraguay and Peru, said they were leaving. Had enough. The split was initially triggered by a failure to agree on a secretary-general that went on for over a year. And as leftist leaders were either voted out, imprisoned on corruption charges, or in Ecuador's case, forced into exile in recent years, no one wanted to take on the UNASUR job, or saw any benefit of being a member when economic and political trends had shifted. The only candidate who reluctantly put themselves forward, José Octavio Bordón of Argentina, was opposed by Venezuela and Bolivia, both still members. So what happens when the gatekeepers all move out? At first, the building, that cost a staggering $43 million shared among the dozen nations involved, was abandoned. There's been no upkeep since solidarity among the bloc splintered last year. No nation wanted to keep footing any bills miles away in Quito, as governments were already dealing with tighter budgets at home. Finally, this May, the premises were formally passed on to the Ecuadorian government. Numerous renovation suggestions have been put forward. A snazzy mayor's office, conference centre, or a modern home for the National Museum. Remember the Millennium Dome in London? It went through a similar reassessment when financing for the Millennium Experience exhibition to celebrate the year 2000 dried up. Politicians needed to change public opinion fast, as the Dome was seen to have been a monumental 
and costly failure. Today, it's one of the most popular concert venues in England, sponsored by a phone provider. Ecuador's president, Lenin Moreno, has less of a commercial idea in mind. He wants it to be given over to the indigenous university of Amawate Wasi. A tactical move, some say. If approved, it could go down well with voters and wouldn't be such a far cry from UNASUR's ideological origins. Thousands of Ecuadorians from the Andes and the Amazon converged on Quito last year in fiery demonstrations against austerity and Morena's administration. The indigenous movement in the country has been a powerful actor in recent decades and a string of presidents, most recently in 2005, have been forced to step down because of the role played by indigenous groups, welcoming university students in a socially distant, remote and idyllic spot looks fitting. You've been listening to Tour Stories, a Monocle 24 production. Our thanks to Lucinda Elliott for today's episode. Remember to tune in every Thursday for the full 30-minute edition of The Urbanist. I'm Andrew Tuck. Goodbye, and thank you for listening, city lovers.